the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but, if you do not, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What the Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And I know you just all went back to your seats, but if there are children who would like to come forward for a children's sermon, I would welcome your presence. Thank you. Can I? I'm going to sit right here. Thanks for my flower, by the way. Did you want somebody else to sit here? Oh, no. Okay, you're good. Oh, you're good? We're all good. Okay. Oh, he usually sits in the middle? Where does Pastor Ben sit? Oh, right here. Okay. Yeah, that's where I want to sit. Hi. Um, Gabe, could you come up here, please? I need some help. Did you hear him reading earlier today? He's good. You're very good. I go to a lot of churches. You're very good. Um, Gabe, recap for us that first, that first lesson. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll ask you some questions. So the, uh, the first lesson, we, we like to pretend that it's about Peter, but it's not. It's really about a woman. And what was her name? Abigail. And? Dorcas. Yes, she had two names. She, yeah, Tabitha and Dorcas. Dorcas, which if we named a child Dorcas today, we would probably all giggle at that. But it was at the time a wonderful name. She had two names. She had one, one name in Aramaic and one name in Greek. And that probably means that she spoke two languages. And you know what that means? She's pretty smart. Mm -hmm. And she was very important to the community. Why was she so important, Gabe? What'd she do? She made clothing. She did make clothing. She made clothing for people in the village. And that was a really important thing because they didn't, this, this may come as a big surprise to you, but in the time of Jesus, they did not have Kohl's. They did not have Target or Walmart or even TJ Maxx. They didn't have Amazon. They had none of those things. They couldn't just order their clothes. They didn't have the internet. I know it, it blows my mind too. I don't know how it worked, but they so they so if you wanted clothing, someone had to make it for you. It was kind of a big deal, and so Tabitha, aka Dorcas, was really important to her community because she made these beautiful clothes, beautiful items of clothing for people, and she got very very sick, and people loved her because she just sort of poured out herself to the community by making these wonderful articles of clothing. I'll get to you in a moment. And so when she got sick, what did the people do, Gabe? They called for Peter. Called for Peter. Okay, yeah, well, they mourned when she died. Yeah, we try not to do that preemptively. So, yes, they called for Peter, hoping that he would be able to heal her, and he didn't get there in time, and she died, and they were all kinds of upset. But when Peter arrived, what is the first thing that they did? Do you remember? 
That's correct. They went and they found these beautiful articles of clothing, tunics and such, that she had made for Peter, or for the people, and they were showing Peter and saying, look at all that she did for us. This is how important she is to us and how much we love her. Now, the story goes on, but let's stop there. Did, does anyone make clothing for you? Anyone you know? No? No? No. Well, I have an art. Yes, ma'am. My isn't that fun? Yeah, 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 sometimes, yeah. So does, so does my Mimi. Yeah, you're, because you have the same Mimi. <laughs> That's what I thought, yes, sir. Mom Kane used to make us these um, beautiful stockings. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it made you sad then when she was gone. Yeah, Just like the people died. were sad when Dorcas or Tabitha died. Because, yeah, I know, I know. I'm so glad my mother did not name me Dorcas. Well, look at this. I brought, I brought a dress with me today. And who do you think this dress would be for? A doll. A doll, sort no, of. No, that's too bad for a doll. Sort of a doll. Uh, a, a baby? A baby, a very special baby. You. Yes. <laughs> this dress was made for me by my mother. She made this dress for me. When you were little? Yes, because it does not fit me now. Now I would have to wear it as a hat, and that would be silly. No, she made this dress for me, and um, this was the dress that she made for me for when I would be baptized. Now here's the thing. This is what blows my little mind. It's pretty impressive that she made a dress for me. But she made this dress for me without using a sewing machine. If you look at it, every single stitch in this dress was done by hand. I'm sure you'll recognize that. You can see that. See, these are all hand stitches. This lace is put on with hand stitches, and these little, these little gathered sleeves for tiny little arms to stick out of. It's all hand stitched. She did it all by hand. It probably took her a while. Here's the thing. This also blows my mind. I was baptized when I was 20 days old. I know, right? It was January, too. We weren't afraid of taking babies out in the weather then. So um, I was 20 days old, so I'm pretty sure that she made this for me before she ever met me, because this took some amount of time. And once I arrived, I'm pretty sure I was pretty demanding. So she made this for me before she even knew me. And she made it for me for the occasion of my baptism because she knew that when the baby was going to be born and she didn't know if it was a boy or a girl and with the flowers that are on there, I'm glad it was a girl. Um, she loved me so much that she knew that she would be bringing me to church to be baptized, to be called and claimed as a child of God. She loved me so much that she hand-stitched this dress and she loved me so much she and my dad brought me to church so that I would always know that Jesus calls me and claims me as his child. And you know what else? No. Jesus thinks I'm awesome. And you know what else? Jesus thinks all of us are awesome. Bingo! You're a genius. When we are baptized, the person who is, who is offering the baptism, usually the pastor, um, pours water on our head and baptizes us. Yes, sir? Um, what church were you in? Well, it was First Lutheran Church in Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, and it was January 28th of 1968. Anything else you need to know? Dr. Paul Reeser was the officiant. Okay. My friend Doug Spots was baptized in the same water on the same day. Okay. Okay. All right. So... 
there are no pictures. <laughs> I have memories. Um, so, but then the other thing that happens when you're baptized, the water is poured over our head, and we are baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then the pastor takes a little bit of oil and makes the sign of the cross on our foreheads. And that cross made in oil washes off the next time we have a bath, but God always knows it's there. And we are sealed with the cross of Christ forever. And we can remember that every time we come to the font. We can remember that every time we walk outside and it's raining again. That we have been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we have been washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. And that gets a little involved. But you know what? I don't have oil today. I have hand sanitizer. And, yeah, I know, right? And so, if it's okay with you, I will make the sign of the cross on your forehead or on your hand. And we can remember our baptisms this morning in that way. And then you can head back to your seats after I give you snacks. Never forget the snacks, right? Yeah, never okay, forget never forget the snacks. The snacks. Yeah. Repeat after me. Never forget the snacks. Yeah, snacks were good for us. And you have a name. What is your name? Jack. Jack, would you like your forehead or your hand to be signed? Head. All right. Jack, Jesus loves you. Remember your baptism and Jesus thinks you're awesome. All right. <laughs> and you have a name. Phineas. Phineas? Phineas, your forehead or your hand? Yeah. All right, Phineas, remember your baptism. Jesus thinks you're awesome. All right, and your name is? Anthony. Anthony, Anthony, remember your baptism. You're baptized, you're loved, and Jesus thinks you're awesome. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, God, just went away. Miss Hollibaugh, <laughs> help me out. Ava. Ava, you were at camp just yesterday, just on Friday, weren't you? Yeah, I saw you out my window. Ava, your forehead or your hand? Forehead. Ava, remember your baptism. Jesus loves you and he thinks you're awesome. All right. Who else? Come on up. I'm going to drop my dress. Okay. There we go. What is your name? Cooper. Cooper. Remember your baptism and Jesus thinks you're awesome. And your name? Claire, remember your baptism. Jesus thinks you're awesome. Yeah. Hand? And your name? Lily. Lily? Oh, Lily. Remember your baptism. Jesus thinks you're awesome. Listen for your name in my sermon, okay? Yeah, okay. Brady? Remember your baptism. Jesus thinks you're awesome. Gabe? Remember your baptism, man. Jesus thinks you're awesome. You have a name? Melissa. Melissa, remember your baptism. Jesus thinks you're awesome. Jesus thinks you're awesome. And Jesus thinks you're all awesome. Let's pray. Do we hold hands? Do you do a repeat after me pray or do I just pray? Excellent. It's my favorite. <laughs> Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for calling us and claiming us in our baptism. Thank you for promising to be with us all the days of our lives. Help us to remember that you are our good shepherd, always with us in time of need. In your son's name we pray. Amen. And remember that Jesus thinks you're awesome. And Jesus is right. <clears throat> all right, snacks. Yes, don't forget the snacks. Yeah, don't forget, don't snacks. forget the snacks. They're yummy for you. They are. Snacks. snacks. All right, snacks. 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 Yeah, we've got extra. Help yourselves. All right, thank you. Let me put all my things away. Check this out. I know. So she, I know. She made me a slip, too, because we're proper people. And, um, yeah. Yeah. 
But the slip was an afterthought, and so it was all sewn by machine because <laughs> she ran out of time. But anyway, but yeah, how about it? She had too much time in her hands. <laughs> she was not working at the time. Other funny story, my mom was a labor and delivery nurse, um, and so she's in the hospital having me, and they had just opened up the labor and delivery unit, and they asked her, are you looking for a job? And she's like, I'm kind of busy here. <laughs> but two months later, there she was. Now, somewhere. I just gave it to you because I like you best. Yeah, but if somebody else wants to see it. It's pretty lovely. It, it doesn't fit me anymore. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When I was a young girl, my father had a hi-fi. It wasn't just a record player or even a stereo. No, no, no. In the 1970s, in our house, we had quadraphonic sound on both floors. And my father took it upon himself to make sure that I was familiar with all of the important music, which to him meant Beethoven, Bach, Brahms, Mozart, Haydn, maybe a little Chopin or Schubert if we were feeling fancy, but also Rodgers and Hammerstein, Meredith Wilson, and Richard and Robert Sherman, because my dad loves the sound of music, the music man, and Mary Poppins. And I loved looking through what I assumed was his extensive collection of vinyl. I still I have one of those freakish memories by which I am still able to recall how those records smelled. And I also remember that no matter which record I chose, Dad would be happy to put it on the hi-fi. And I loved watching that automatic needle arm rise and move gently to the left and then lower itself onto the spinning turntable exactly in the right spot every time. Fascinating. Kids don't know what they're missing today. And because these memories are from my early years, I was not yet able to read, but I could recognize record labels. And my favorite label by far was the one with the doggy. Maybe you know it too. RCA, the Radio Corporation of America. They created a lasting and frankly adorable logo, the figure of a dog sitting in front of a Victrola record player, staring in wonder at the large lily-shaped speaker. And the caption said it all. He hears his master's voice. And I know it sounds a little far-fetched, but I also have clear memories of my father explaining this logo to me. How the dog, whose name is Nipper, by the way, was hearing his companion human's voice and recognizing it, even though that voice was a recording. And even as a child, this made sense to me because we had a dog, a great dog. Dog Dog was her name. She was smart and she was loyal, and I'm especially grateful for her life because she's just a little bit older than I, and I have always been told that the reason that they had me was because my parents knew that their dog needed a kid. And I knew that when we talked to Dog Dog, she would sort of tilt her head and she'd wag her tail in eager anticipation of being petted or scratched or fed or taken outside. She knew us. We were her people. She was our dog. 
And even though dogs and humans are, in fact, different species, we had a special connection that transcended our differences. Jesus used a similar example in trying to explain to his disciples his love for them and his relationship with them. And in today's gospel reading, we listen in as Jesus is reflecting on his ministry using the imagery of a shepherd. He characterizes who and what he was for the disciples and who he is for us. To Jesus and the people of his day, tending sheep was a familiar activity with many responsibilities. The shepherd led the sheep to good pastures and clean water, looked after the strays, protected the sheep from danger, served as a midwife for the birthing of lambs, and then paid special attention to those little lambs who were the most vulnerable in the flock. The shepherd knew each of his sheep and valued the life of each one. The shepherd was deeply devoted to his flock. So, in referring to himself as a shepherd, Jesus gives us a way to more fully appreciate his ministry. And in today's gospel, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. So if we can see ourselves as the sheep of God's flock, then we can better understand our relationship to Jesus, a Savior whom we can imagine as that good and caring and dependable shepherd. Jesus was playing on an image that was much more ancient, of course, than that of RCA's nipper. And we heard it in the psalm today, that beautiful hymn that we recite with confidence as people who know the great joy that we are God's people and the sheep of his pasture. Jesus cares for us as surely as the good shepherd of his day. And in the same way that a shepherd leads sheep to water and pastures, Jesus leads us to all that we need to sustain our life at its deepest level. When we, like sheep, have gone astray, Dad made sure that I listened to Handel as well, his, he calls to us and his gracious forgiveness saves us when we turn back to God. Jesus' love protects us and it heals us. Jesus serves as the midwife for our new spiritual births, and Jesus leads us into transformations from the ways of this world to the way of God. And Jesus most certainly pays special attention to the poorest and the vulnerable and to the least and the lost among us. So, we would do well to emulate Nipper by learning to recognize our master's voice so that we can hear his word and follow him. We hear the voice of Jesus in worship and in regular scripture reading and in our own private prayer time. And we hear his voice in the loving example of the faithful, but we also need to remember to listen to those cries of the weak and the poor and the sick and the needy of our world. Because this enables us to identify the voice of Jesus when he calls to us. The nature of our complex and difficult and beautiful 21st century world is that it's just really full of distractions. And one of the dangers for us is 
not even recognizing Jesus' voice in our lives, like sheep not hearing the voice of the shepherd, failing to discern his will because we can't distinguish Jesus' voice from the many others clamoring for our attention. And there are so many. Everywhere we go, there are voices calling to us, saying, click on this, subscribe to this, free 10-day trial, do this one simple thing and you're going to see fast results. Buy this, do this, say this, pay attention to this. So many voices competing with one another and vying for our attention, seeking to gain control of our lives in little ways and also in big ways. I don't know about you, but I do struggle to keep my ears tuned to the voice of Jesus, our good shepherd, calling out in the midst of all those other voices. And the danger is that if I don't know how to recognize the voice of Jesus in the cacophony of my daily life, it becomes all the more difficult for me to walk through my life under his care and protection. I become a lost sheep, helpless and possibly endangered, unable to see or to follow my shepherd. Last week we heard Jesus instruct Peter with two simple words, follow me. And that instruction is for us too. And while we no longer have Jesus here in bodily form, calling to us from that lake shore or meeting us along the road, we can dedicate ourselves to that task of scripture reading daily or worshiping regularly, daily prayer and devotions and spending time here within this beloved community. We can actively seek out ways to act as servants of Christ, reaching out in love and care and concern for all God's children. And then the more that we do that, the more that we listen and respond to the voice of Jesus, the easier it becomes for us to follow Jesus. Easier for us to love our enemies, easier for us to offer forgiveness to those who have hurt us, easier to turn the other cheek, easier to welcome the stranger, to care for the sick, to shelter the homeless. It's easier for us to bear witness to the grace, mercy, and love of Jesus Christ, who for the sake of us, his flock, laid down his life so that we might live. And as we continue through this season of Easter, may we continue to listen for the voice of our master, our good shepherd, who loves us more than we can ever comprehend. Well, that is until we are finally gathered into him at the last, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.